welcome to In Conversation with Mr. Bradley. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, sir. How are you? Fabulous. Thank you very much for inviting me today. No problem. So we're live here in the Horton Room. Um, and, and Mr. Bradley, I suppose the point of today's podcast is to talk to you about the tram, is to mm-hmm. talk to you about geography, ah. and to talk a bit about yourself as a person. So, Where would you like to begin? I suppose we'll begin with the beginning. So... Well, the earth cooled. The earth. Oh, oh we're well, already getting well, straight into it. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, oh, you don't mean that? No, okay. no. I, I, I mean, uh, probably a few years past that. So, so. Um, then the dinosaurs came. What um, led you to geography, or rather geology? There was potentially three choices for me. Mm. One was teaching. One was to join the army because I am wow. now the first generation of my family not to join the army. The first That's male, fascinating. Yeah. 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 Um, grandparents, both my granddads were in the uh, Second World War. Great granddad was killed on the Somme in really, yeah, in World War One. So, so a real salt of the earth family, yeah, a real yeah, that's right. Um, granddad, my other granddad was a professional soldier before World War Two. Wow, fought, that's fought, a... fought across North Africa with what in the, with the Empire? Yeah, with Bernard Montgomery, and then moved up to Italy. That's absolutely amazing. You never so, told me that. That's that's fresh yeah. information. That's so, a fascinating. So, I'm the first generation not to join the army. Yeah. Uh, The other option was the police. When I got to teacher training college, Hmm. uh, I realised that I could be light-hearted for the rest of my life. That I get to work with the most amazing young people in the country. Yeah. And that's, hopefully now my enthusiasm levels are as high now. Well, it, it rubs as, off. As they were in 1994 when I started. And surely that's the key. Oh, absolutely. And, and you specialised in geology. Um, yeah, geography and geology. geology. So, so what about geology? So, um, I think what I, what I like is I like the sense of uncertainty. Because, as a, you know, at heart, you know, my, my heart sort of lies in science and mm. the sciences, which I should have done at A-level. And that's yeah. why... Um, and so I do like the sort of precision um, of science, but I like the uncertainty of geology. Mm. If I'm working at something that's 400 million years old, sometimes it's yeah, it it's gives best, you constant. It's it gives best you... guess. Yeah, yeah. That no matter how good my science is, it's best guess. Yeah, because yeah. 400 million years have passed. Absolutely. And I, I like that level of uncertainty as well. Definitely. And with the geography, the subject is changing all the time, mm. and albeit at quite a slow rate. Well, that's the physical geography. Yeah. The human geography, which is occurring now. Oh, human geography is, is constant. As soon as it's written, it's out of date. You know, Absolutely. it's fascinating. Absolutely. Now, from your point of view as a historian, mm. you will know that today's human geography, in 200 years' time, will be history. Exactly. And it's human geography that makes up history. You know? I always find that history, that the geography, studying it at A-level, is a, is a subject that's built on... History, politics, chemistry, biology, maths. It's, it's, it's a holistic subject. It's got everything in it, it feels like. Oh, that's right. And I think that's one of the ways um, I've enjoyed it because mm. even in 10 lifetimes, I'll never know everything about the world. No. And that's what makes it so interesting, but it's also what makes it so challenging. You know, It's a difficult subject. I suppose we should probably move on to the, to the, to the grey matter sat in front of Jackson Block, the tram. It's, that, that came about... Uh, sort of during lockdown mm. we are currently moving into a, a phase of a public benefit with school which is fantastic and I'm absolutely excited and delighted 
the, the fact we are getting out into the community and, and helping the community. Helping, yeah. Making a real difference as well. Well, that, that's the key. If we've got the capacity to help, um, then we, you know, morally we should help. Definitely. And I'm delighted that we can. And mm. um, this came about with a conversation that was having at the Fleetwood Hospital, which is now a community centre up in the, the Ferris Ward of, of Fleetwood, which is one of the most deprived sort of council wards in the country. Yeah. Um, and this community centre for the benefit of the community and hopefully as we move forward Rossall will be involved in that venture and I'm brilliant I'm discussing that at the moment with with the people up at the community centre our involvement you know we've had to take the floor out we've had to make windows yeah which has been a learning curve absolutely uh, we've had to try different paints yeah definitely. we've had to do a lot of work on it. A lot, a lot for an hour a week. You know? That's right. It's, yeah, it's just to get it to this stage. So, so but, you know, we we are speeding up. We are. Yeah, we've got we've got the assistance of Ian. Ian helps us now every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Bon. Ian's our volunteer who comes in and helps every week, and yeah. he's now got the tram ready for paint. Amazing. So we're going to be putting the floors back in soon. Yeah. And we will be making our final windows. The windows cost. £500 mm. to make mm. at a place in Huddersfield um, but we have now got the capacity to actually make the windows on site using acrylic using acrylic and it's costing us about £50 it's absolutely brilliant isn't it? and if you think about that as a school we've got the capacity to to, to, to manufacture fabric- windows yeah. it's like it's, you know, so what do you do at your school where yeah. we can manufacture windows? Yeah, we well? can restore a tram. We yeah. can, we can, it's, it's brilliant. And, but that is down to the enthusiasm of people like you, mm. which is great, you know. And you keep my enthusiasm up. Oh, by, well, it's, it's brilliant. By, by turning up every week and saying, right, come on, what yeah, are you doing yeah, this week? Yeah. And for me, so, it's amazing. I, I mean, I, in my grandparents' house, a lot of books on things like that. And, and being able to see what our tram used to look like and, and that's a permanent part of history and there's something about to be able to connect with that past and make something how it was how it was meant to be and make mm. sure it could be enjoyed for, for future people absolutely, absolutely. Key, you know? I think as part of our community we've been here since 1844 we've got a duty haven't we and you know to preserve our heritage for future generations uh, which I think is is fantastically important but also breathe a new lease of life into the tram and we can use it as a, a meeting room a classroom which was going to be my next question what's what's the end goal for it what's it going to be used for Mr Dobson would like to use half of it uh, for maybe a string quartet or a small yeah. musical recital with an audience in the other half definitely Mr Newell would like to I'm imagining it with kind of like fairy lights on the ceiling you know quite a nice atmosphere I yeah. think it could be brilliant what we'll have then is this sort of music and music drama it can be a meeting room it can be a classroom uh, but it will be this unusual centrepiece to that, it, that part it's of it's interesting it's interesting because a lot of people say that you know obviously it is it's one of a kind but at my last primary school at my primary school we had a tram there so it, I'm, I'm, I'm attributing it to me because every school that I've been to in my life there's been a tram in the playground which is really quite strange and it is it is unique having a tram in a it's different, in a school. It? It's it's something that, that sets it apart. And and that's one of the things that's fantastic about Russell, mm. the fact that we are different. Absolutely. And that that's one of the things I love because it 
definitely yeah, that, that variety which does make it such a fascinating place to work mm. at to be at as a student yeah oh it's, it's 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 incredible seeing as we've got um a geographer in the room mm-hmm. we've got one geographer and one person who who is trying to learn geography I think it'd be good if I could ask you some questions maybe ask you to explain certain things um, and, and go into as much detail as you like uh, so a lot of people will have heard of Yellowstone National Park mm-hmm. and they would they may have also heard that it's a, a super volcano a, a, a massive volcano mm-hmm. can you explain the, 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 the whys and ways of, of that volcano and, and what it could lead to in the future when you have volcanoes, there's a, an index to measure the power of volcanoes. It's called a Volcanic Explosivity Plus. Index. Yeah. VEI. Uh, that's, that's the abbreviation of the um, Volcanic Explosivity Index. Mm-hmm. And Yellowstone is VEI 8, which is the top of the scale. And that, the thing, yeah. thing about the VEI index, from my understanding of it, is, it, is that it's, it's open-ended at the bottom. So Yellowstone is number eight, but that's only because it's the most powerful volcano that we've ever had. I mean, it could get bigger, couldn't it? Mm. But to date, it's the the most powerful volcano. Well, there are several other super volcanoes Top around Toga. the world. Um, yeah, Toba. Toba. And um, about seventy four thousand years ago, Pinatubo wasn't a super volcano. Was it not? No. Wow. Only six on the VEI scale. What about the um, Deccan Traps? The Deccan Traps. Yeah. That's sixty five million years ago. Crazy, and the, and the remnants of it are still there, aren't they? In India, yeah, yeah. That was a what's called a flood basalt, but the difference is Yellowstone's explosive rather than effusive. Right, that means that it will bang. It will pop open. It will bang rather than flood everywhere. Yeah, which was the formation of the Deccan traps. Right, which and is why it's so massive. Yeah, and the thing with Yellowstone is, it will go and it will go again, but. People live on a, a human time scale. We live on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, geologists remember work on a time scale of geological time scale, thousands of years. Mm. So when people say, "Will Yellowstone erupt?" Yes, it will. Mm. When will it erupt? It might erupt tomorrow. It might erupt in ten thousand years. Because it's due to erupt. Mm. It, it erupts. Is it every ten million years? Well, at the moment, it it erupted. Because it's got a cycle. That's right. It erupted about two million years ago. Yeah. Then again, about 1.2 million years ago. Then about 600,000 years ago. So, and, and of course, when we say it's got a cycle, when it's erupting so sporadically and so few times, it's it, difficult to attribute. That's right. So it might be 600,000 years, it might be 800,000 years. But yeah, it will erupt. Absolutely. And, and it will mean the certain extinction of humanity. It'll be, it'll be a dinosaur-level extinction, I imagine. It will be, yeah. It'll, it'll be, knock us back a few decades. <laughs> it'll be catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Favourite rock type? Igneous rocks. Why? Volcanic. So, because they're clearly... Yeah, they're formed by, you know, fantastic an, ig- processes. An igneous rock can show the history of volcanic eruptions, can't it? Layers of rock and then ash and then rock and then... Yeah, it can. Yeah. Yeah, it can. With the, the layers of lava and then ash and yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, Depends on the type of volcano. Mm. Where's your favourite place? Favourite place you've ever been to? Asking a geography that is a very, very hard question. Um, and as a follow-up, where would you like to visit next? Oh, right. My favourite place is the, uh, the Sutherland Highlands of Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah, northwest Scotland. Big it's glacial just, structures, big oh, It's awe-inspiring, yeah. And it's just bleak and it's fantastic and there's no one there. Yeah. And it's just an amazing landscape. Definitely. Truly, truly amazing. 
but at the same time if you go to the Lauterbrunnen Valley in Switzerland mm. um, stand in Lauterbrunnen and you look up and you've got Jungfrau and Monk and the Eiger at the end of the valley <clears throat> you've got Wengen mm. and Murren uh, on the Alps mm. and you're in the, the valley in Lauterbrunnen and if you look up and don't say wow check your pulse yeah because you're dead yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. is that breathtaking it's loud to run in absolutely um, but then I've been lucky enough to see some of the seven wonders of the world I mean you, you've been to many many places haven't you mm. I mean it's, it's brilliant yeah it's not too bad it's what geography's bad to visit oh yeah so where would you like to go next Japan Japan ah mm. excellent Japan Why? well you'll get excited well you know I do like technology Oh so, yeah, I mean, Mr. Bradley and technology are like um, toast and avocado. <laughs> they really go, they really go together very well. Uh, so I'd love to ride on the Shinkansen, the bullet train. Yeah, I think that would be. And amazing. My, you know, my granddad was one of the first people to ride the bullet train. Wow. He was, um, he was, he was in the merchant navy. Right. And um, he went there and he got um, special permission from someone, and he was one of the first people to do that, and one of the first people to ride the Eurostar as well. Oh wow. But, I mean, it, apparently it's an amazing experience. Mr. Riley, thank you very much oh, for coming pleasure. on. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. This has been um, In Conversation with Mr. Bradley. Now, that's not an official title. That might just be the title of this episode. Uh, but thank you very much for listening, if you made it this far. And we'll hope to see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you all.